take two of episode 11, uh, first take, tragically cut short by a unexpected internet outage. Uh, let's pray that this is the this is the last take of this episode. How are you doing today, John? Doing all right. Just 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 got done eating some Taco Bell. What'd you get? Um, I got I got my usual order, which is uh two two Fritos burritos and uh okay. and a chicken quesadilla. Pretty based. Um, I I usually prefer to go with a chicken quesadilla, uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, and a quesarito, but that's a little bit pricier, I think. But uh, Taco Bell pretty based in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I I used to get like different things when I ordered, but uh, the 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 Taco Bell that I go to is like really new. Like they just built it in 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 my good old small town like like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and. The things that I, I usually ordered at Taco Bell, when I ordered them at the at this new Taco Bell, every time I said no sour cream, they they'd put it on anyway. Why would you not want sour cream? I can't I can't stand sour cream. I had I had this traumatic experience as a child with sour cream. I I I, I said I, I I ordered something and I said no sour cream because I wasn't in the mood for sour cream that day. And then they they did that thing where like. You, you you know how when you make a burrito you're supposed to like when when you put things on it you're supposed to go like long ways so that it's like distributed evenly when you, when you bite more or less yeah uh they they put all of the sour cream at one end of the of the burrito and mm-hmm. and and my first bite was entirely sour cream and it you just got busted all over yeah uh i sour cream it 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 completely shifted my view of sour cream for good and now i can't stand it but but now <laughs> I've ha- i have it i've had to like restructure my order to things that just don't come with sour cream in the first place that's truly unfortunate <laughs> uh, um i we talked about bloodborne we did the cold open for the first time uh i don't know if we need to do that again i don't know uh, besides I, say Bloodborne's pretty cool i don't know i play um, i played more bloodborne today so i got i got new stuff uh, to say in the new cold open Alright, give me a new Bloodborne. Uh, give me a new Bloodborne update. Um, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know what the consensus is, but the forbidden forest, woods, whatever, forbidden, the forbidden trees area, it sucks. I can't stand Funny it. Funny Snake World. Snake World. It, it it sucks. I I I I beat Shadows of Yarnum earlier, and I felt a great relief because I never want to go through that area again. I. I think that that's a pretty common take. I think that's a lesser liked area it, in the game. It it just felt badly designed to me. I don't know, and and just I think it's fine. Just the the, the abundance of snakes. It, it, it's not like I was like stupid or anything and didn't come in with like antidotes or anything. I I I did just fine. I didn't I didn't die that many times. And it just felt like a drag. You're coming up on when the game starts to get a little bit crazy, a little bit a little bit nutty. Okay, uh, so. Keep me posted. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't really have any updates. Um, I've just kind of been chilling at home. I helped my mom with some gardening this morning. Yo! So that, that was kind of fun. Uh, be, any excuse to be, like, physically active uh, in times like these is welcomely appreciated, because otherwise I'm just sitting in front of my fucking computer all day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh... Anyway, you are listening to a Homestuck podcast, and we started Act Four today. We did. We 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 did that. Uh, we read from pages thirteen fifty eight to one thousand five hundred three, which is the first chunk of Act Four. 
And boy, oh boy, am I happy to be out of the intermission back into the the world of characters I give a shit about. Yeah, things things are happening. <laughs> we care about those things. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, yeah. Before we get into the actual reading itself, um, it's I couldn't find information exactly on when uh this started to happen, but I know that Act Four is where reader commands were starting to be phased out, um, and were completely phased out at some point. Uh, the most specific thing I could find was in March, which is a couple hundred pages into the act. Um, but we're in the, we're into the area where Hussey is taking control of the narrative and not fucking around as much, or not letting the users fuck around as much. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, that kind of unexpectedly came up the other day was that there was another fuck up with the Homestuck.com website as hosted by Viz Media. John, I think you know more about that than I do. So what what happened there? Uh. So, uh, it's not, it's not common knowledge, but what, well, I mean, if, if you're a, if you're a Homestuck old head, it, it's probably mm-hmm. common, common knowledge to you, but, um, Homestuck.com used to be MSPaintAdventures.com, and, and when, when Viz bought the rights to Homestuck, one of the main things that went to them was the, the distribution through the website, and, the, the the reason why it became homestuck.com is because it's better for branding. Uh who cares about quote unquote MSPA? It's all to homestuck now. To the fuck up. <laughs> and, and so you 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 would think that when 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 you when you when you have a website, when when you're this big company that now owns this website for this very important webcomic Histor- it's a historical artifact at this point. Yeah, re- regardless of how people feel about homestuck, it's hard to argue that it's not important. It it is like a monolith in in internet history, and mm-hmm. apparently they they did not transfer all of the assets to Homestuck.com. It 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 was it's it's been since since Homestuck.com has existed, it's been based entirely around around like redirects from MSPA and sourcing uh, assets from the MSPA server, which is in Hussey's basement. Was- yeah, I believe that there's, <laughs> I believe there's been a handful of like links that like like Easter egg links and stuff that have actually linked back to MSPA and like you see it in the URL bar. Yeah. Um. So like, if you're paying really close attention when reading, like you'll notice that things are maybe not entirely coherent. Yeah. But th- this 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 server is 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 very important. Like I said, it's in Hussey's basement. Uh. Uh. It, it it's it it's very important in like another sense because uh it, it's kind of common knowledge that Undertale was developed in Hussey's basement. So this I actually did not know that. Yeah, uh the the server is probably the host of like a bunch of original Undertale assets as well. So Does Toby Fox just live in Andrew Hussey's basement? I I Does he keep him like I, locked up down there? I, I don't know if he like used to live with Hussey, but I know he was like in Hussey's basement working on Undertale. So mm-hmm. but uh in the past week, uh, Viz or Hussey, we we're not too sure too sure who, um, they they unlinked the all the all the connections between MSPA and Homestuck.com, so there are just a bunch of random things that are now completely busted. Um, we haven't come up on any yet, but I know there's some things that happen in like Act Six that are busted. I know that there's definitely some stuff in Act Five that's coming up that's broken because I did I did a cursory glance over that Google Doc that has all of the 
broken things in it. Um, I know there's a bunch of flashes, Kamak 6, where, like, the music is missing or something, or, like, certain image, like, visual assets are gone. And most notably, uh, there's, like, I think a couple of pester logs in Act 5 that just have half the dialogue completely missing because they were images. God. Um, yeah. So, we haven't gotten any of that yet, and it'll probably be a good while before we do. Um... But, like, it's on a radar of things that could present problems in the future if we can't, if that doesn't get settled or if we can't find, like, if we don't go to the Library of Congress and ask, hey, can you give me the Homestuck Archive? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it gets solved by the, before we, like, encounter broken things. But, uh, c- Same. considering that the transfer to Homestuck.com initially broke a bunch of things that people have been complaining about for a while now, and, uh, somebody who's close to Hussey was the one that requested that document be made that, like, have everything that's broken so that they could pass it on to Viz. But that mm-hmm. happened, like, within a month of, like, Homestuck.com become a th- becoming a thing, and nothing has got fixed yet. That was, like, a year ago? When was that? 2016? Uh, 2017? 2019? It, it was last year. It was, like, just, just a bit before the, the epilogues dropped. Okay. Again, I mean, if you remember Rock from the first episode, I did not fucking pay attention to this comic at all until, like, around when we started this <laughs> this podcast, so I don't know when any of this stuff happened. But, yeah. Uh, hopefully nothing happens. Um, I would like to comment that uh, it, the, the uncaring nature of Viz on this comic's online preservation is upsetting, both from like a historical preservation standpoint and from the standpoint that they are still publishing physical copies of it yeah. in book form. Um, which is... Kind of kind of really scummy if you're going to deliberately not do maintenance on the online version of the comic, uh, it, just to sell physical copies, but also just upsetting in that the Homestuck cannot exist in its most refined form it, offline. It is an inherently digital medium. Yeah. Between, like, the animations, like, the flashes, like, you just can't do it in paper. And so... Even if they're going, like, their plan for the comic is to, like, capitalize on it, that they're choosing to capitalize on it in, like, physical media form is in itself kind of upsetting. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would almost rather be like, hey, pay $5 to access the entire comic. I would not like for that to happen. That would fucking suck. But I would rather that than uh, the intact version of the comic being um, the physical medium. The definitive version being the physical medium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that update on that. Uh, upsetting news. Um, but you know, can't really do much about it at the present. Anyway, um, let's get into uh our actual reading for the week, shall we? Let's get into it. Yeah. Act four. Okay. So, last time we were take one. Uh, my internet cut out right when I was trying to say this, but I was going to say we open here on Explore Flash. I was going to ask if you would like to go over that. Because I know that I like to do the flashes the old-fashioned way, where I walk around in them, and you, last time at least, did it via the Viz Media way, where it shows a slideshow of all of the stuff that happens in the flash that's important. Yeah, so I, I, I did do it that way again, and, and so... I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to make sure in case there's anything I missed that you could go over it. Yeah, so John's on the planet now, the the land of wind and shade. Uh, mm-hmm. Great little place, love the place. Low ass. Low ass. Uh, we, we meet some friends, we meet some salamanders, S- some, uh, some, oh god, what are they called? 
consorts? The consorts, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, some some key things that I wrote down about about the walk around is uh, the consorts worship the frogs. Uh, they worship mm-hmm. frogs, or a frog. Uh, there there was a statue that was cut down by some underlings. I think I think that's the first time they're referred to as underlings. The the imps. I believe it is. Uh, so now we have a new name for well, a confirmed name for enemies. Uh, and we we get an idea of John's quest, which is uh, the 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 denizen. I'm I'm just gonna call it the denizen. It's not referred to as the denizen in the walk around, but it's it's gonna be easier. Uh, there's a big bad. There's a big bad. Uh, I think he's called the slumbering one. That's what they call. Him, yeah. I believe, yeah. Uh. Uh, the slumbering one is the source of the underlings, and the underlings were commissioned by agents. Uh, and the the there was a spell put put on. By that you mean that the, the 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 agents commissioned the underlings from the slumbering. One. Yes. He made he made whoever he is he made all the little guys. He he made all the little guys and then he fell asleep. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's why he's that's why he's called the slumbering one. Uh. And then, uh, the underlings did not show up until the quote-unquote heir showed up. What, I, I, mm-hmm. I wonder who the heir is. Um, could, couldn't be anybody that we know. <laughs> the heir is John. <laughs> the heir is John. Uh, and so, we find out that the stars in the sky are not actually stars. They are fireflies that are trapped in the sky because of a spell. And mm-hmm. so the gist of John's quest is that John must take down the slumbering one to free the to free the fireflies. That that's it... okay. You left out the mail system, which is oh, yeah. probably my favorite part of this little like lore that's been created. Which is that um the 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 salamanders have their entire I don't know if it's like their religion or like their way of life is based on uh these pipes that come up out of the ground. Um, which act as like a mail system, where you can put something in it, uh, and then if you have a car, if if you have a carved tablet, um, with the with the likeness of an object carved in it, then you are legally entitled to take whatever whatever that is whenever it comes out of one of the pipes. Right. Um, and the they they really love this whole mail system they have worked out. Um, a lot of the flash involves. And when you play the Flash, you can actually like interact with the the I think they're called parcel pikes. Yeah, parcel pikes, uh, and you can just put things in them or take them out. Um, but the denizen being there has gunked it all up with oil, and so a lot of them are just completely unusable. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Uh, also worth noting that um, PM is the is the associate exile with John, I guess. Uh, who isn't actually talking to him, and that uh. She came out. Of, she, she was in the facility that was spawned from his um, entry object. So she's got the whole mail thing going on. Uh, there's that. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty neat connections. Yeah. But yeah, I think that covers everything in the in the opening flash. Uh, um, the the only the only other two things that were in the flash is we have we have two named salamanders which are basically completely irrelevant, but uh. As 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 I said in the first episode of of this podcast, I I was an admin on a roleplay Minecraft server for Homestuck, and mm-hmm. 
I, I got a blast of nostalgia from seeing the two salamanders, Crumple Hat and Secret Wizard, because those were two of the available role playable characters on our server. And I'm so glad that you brought this up uh, and didn't let me get away with not mentioning them because the Crumple Hat and Secret Wizard are like uh, probably in the the top five pantheon of like defining jokes for this comic for me. Good. I'm a huge huge fan of the Secret Wizard, especially. Yeah, Secret Wizard's really good. Um, maybe that's the problems with reference. I my, I I forget. Uh, it's whatever it is. It's good enough. Um, so yeah, I think that covers everything from the Explore Flash. Actually, this time. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, not really a lot. I, I one thing to say about it. Um, actually, is that the I really liked the kind of forward use of this one as opposed to the last Explore Flash, where the one we got um, at the beginning of Act 2, if I recall correctly, uh, really just served as kind of a recap of Act 1. Yeah. Whereas this one is a really, like, the opposite, where it's, like, setting things forward. It gives you a whole new environment to look around. It sets up, like, the entire uh, quest, the video game quest for Drawn at this moment. Yeah. And, like, I really love the like, the drastic increase in efficiency of, like, how this Flash is employed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. And it's just cool to walk... It's cool to walk around in. The The song is Doctor, which is, like, one of the best songs in Homestuck, yeah. if you ask me. Um, it's just cool. It's a really good use of the whole Explore Flash concept. Um, What happens next? All right. Uh, so after we go through the Explore Flash, um, it ends when you're prompted to leave um, and go onward. Nana Sprite says, uh, you won't be able to come back, which doesn't make any sense, but you know, whatever. You just turn the page eventually. Uh, we move to, in a, in a future, settle the scants of the present. Of the present. Um, this is another one of those pages where like, I look at the title and I just kind of assume it means something. And then I decide that that's a bad way to read things. And so I go and look it up. Um, askance means, like, so, askance is an adverb, um, which means, like, with a look or attitude of suspicion or, dis or like, disapproval. So, the, the name of this page, like, it's describing the future as being, like, as having, like, a disapproving attitude towards the present, yeah. which I guess we can take as, like, John's time, which, I don't know, I think it's a... It's probably not that significant, but I think it's a neat little uh, way to describe how attitudes have changed in the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Especially with um the the actual page being the the frog statue being destroyed, and the text describes it as sacred slash illicit. So like it's 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 no longer worshipped. I don't know. I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. Um. What's actually happening? Uh, AR and one of the century worms are in a firefight. Um, unfortunately, AR jibs the century worm, um, which I believe might have been the last one, which is tragic. I, sad. I, I, I wrote in my notes, <laughs> rip worm friend, frowny face. PM is really upset about it. It's tragic. Um, so AR is getting ready to just one tap WV, um, but... While he's taking aim, he recognizes uh, the dog symbol that is engraved on the pumpkin that WV is wearing on his head. Um, and this completely changes his attitude just immediately. He runs down with his arms wide like he's going to give him a big hug. Um, I 
I I interpreted that as like him surrendering, like out of fear. Really? Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be happy. Uh, he he looks like excited to me. Um, cause he's like j- jittering around and stuff. I don't know. Um, but I- I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go ahead and interpret it as him being uh like him being overjoyed. It's something he recognizes. Okay. Um. This gives PM. This gives PM an opportunity to uh try to retaliate and murder him. Um, which uh, <laughs> which we don't get to see the payoff of right now. But I I, I do love the page of a uh, PM about to murder AR. WV is freaking out in the background, and AR is like just on the ground flailing. It's good. And Serenity is just going off in the corner. Um. We next page switches to Jade's perspective, um, where she is, where she last was when we left her at the end of Act Two, Flash, or act, end of Act Three. We're in Act Four now. Um, by the ta- by the time capsule, um, she takes the suburb beta. Uh, she notices that the time capsule resets itself uh, to blossom again in four hundred and thirteen years, which is, I think that we know at this point that that's the exile time. Yeah, it is. Um, she messes with her modus for a little bit. Every single time I say, hopefully this is the last we see of just Silidex fuckery, I'm proven wrong. And I think I should just stop saying it. You're, we're, um, we're, you're never going to get rid of it, because... It's, it's, it's never going to happen. It's going to come back in, in Act 6, probably, maybe. Who knows? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> um, although this one was kind of entertaining. Uh, she's... So just to Pictionary Modus, which is uh the way that works is that she draws something and if she if it if the modus recognizes it, then it capture logs it, which doesn't work because why would it ever work? Um She's about to uh and one of the trolls starts pestering her on her lunch chop, and I was really mad when she opted to instead fuck around with her syllabex some more. <laughs> um this is this was why this this one stung a little bit. It's like I'll fucking talk to whoever that is. <laughs> um, while she's in the midst of messing around, she gets back sniped. Uh, she gets yoinked back into her room okay, with, okay. with without most of her possessions. I, I have a question. Um, do, do, <laughs> I I know I I I know it's best not to question things like this, but but I have to wonder where, where's the Charles Dutton joke coming from. I don't know, because there's, a, like, the, okay, there's a joke in here about the Dutton ghost image, uh, where she tries to draw something, and it just comes out as a photo of Charles Dutton. I don't know where the Dutton joke comes from, but I know that Hussey has a, like, a, Charles Dutton is, like, one of those things that Hussey likes to joke about, because, once again, there's a page in the Wizardology book that is entirely Charles Dutton-themed. <laughs> it all comes back to the Wizardology book. <laughs> Listen, we're never going to get rid of the Wizardology book. I can think of at least two more instances in this comic where the Wizardology <laughs> book, I'm going to be able to bring it up again. Um, and I think that's beautiful. Um, so, and, also, and also, we're, there was a... Oh god, where was, was it at this part? Uh, yeah, when she tries to capture log the base, um, the, there's, there's a Johnny Five reference, which, fe- <laughs> which feels really specific it's 
is that is that movie like a widely known movie? Because I feel like it's not. I've never even I've never seen it. I have like a, I have no idea. I I saw it when I was a kid, and that's the only time I've seen it. And it's it's such a specific reference. I, I, I don't. I, Hussey's an enigma with with his references. The really the, the, like the extreme specificity of Hussey references that mean nothing is like an extra dimension to MSPA humor that I'm a big fan of. It happens a lot in Problem Sleuth. Uh, where the humor is like, oh, there's a reference to something, but it being a reference to something that nobody would know a single fucking thing about makes it way better. Um, <laughs> let's see. Back to the, back to catch up on this. Um, we have a pretty, we have a pretty high, like, word count density reading here. Yeah. Uh, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> or, uh, page density, or pages as well. Um, once again, uh, the, uh, oh yeah, when she gets, uh, taken back by Beck, uh, she doesn't have most of her belongings, which explains how, like, the base and stuff got there in the exile timeline. Yeah. Um, but Jade sits down again, uh, she starts to install the suburb beta, uh, so she can get to work on that. Oh, excuse me. Um, and then, like, three trolls start pestering her, Carcino Geneticist, Arachnids Group, Internally Capricious, and, like, this is one of those things where it's, like, being a a veteran reader um from the Act Five days and seeing uh Carcino Geneticist and Arachnids Grip uh pestering a character and then to be ignored is just infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> Show us. <laughs> God damn it. At this point, um we we dip out and we go to John for a minute. Um John is attempting to get in contact with Rose. Uh, to no avail. Um, trying to confirm whether or not she, after having entered, is in the same location as he is. Um, at this point, he starts being contacted by Jade. Um, Jade asks him if he's on the planet yet. Uh, she, uh, suggests the kind of suburb server client setup, uh, that will become a staple of how they do these things in the comic. Yeah. Where, uh, what is it? Uh, John has, or Rose clients for John, uh, Dave clients for Rose, Jade, or Dave clients for Rose, Jade clients for Dave, and John clients for Jade is the plan. Yeah. Um, John refers to, uh, Beck as like a guardian angel or something. Uh, says if he was her, he would take her up, take him out behind the woodshed and give him a big hug. <laughs> Um, Jade, uh, suggests that he should go and look for the fallen car, um, from, uh, when it, from Act 1, I think, or no, from Act uh, 2. Yeah. Um, pick up the disc in there and the green package. Um, and then the subject of Jade's, uh, psychic ability dreamer visions is brought up again um and john again is frustrated with uh her caginess on a lot of information um and jade says that uh brings up that she can't share inform she, she has like this conscious she's conscious that she can't share information before it happens because that could mess up the way that things happen yeah 
Which is very responsible for being 13. Yeah. Awesome. Turn the page. Um, and then, uh, after that's all done, uh, John gets another troll message that, again, we don't get to read immediately. You hate to see it. <laughs> Hussy, please. Uh, we get some Dave, some, some of Dave's own management of his chat client. Uh, he starts bugging Rose about, um, he's also trying to get in contact with Rose. Uh, is frustrated that she has no phone, uh, and only has a laptop, which took me at, took me back to 2009 a little bit when, uh, not everyone had a smartphone. Yeah. Weird times. We, we would have saved so much time in Act 1, uh, if John just had a phone and we didn't have to deal with the fucking PDA. <laughs> um... Dave also expresses his frustration that he can't fucking read the game fact, uh, because it's the the word count is too high. Um, and questions: Do you think the Do you think the Pulitzer Committee is secretly scouring the dregs of game fact archives or something? <laughs> Which is a pretty pretty good diss. Uh, he is also suddenly contacted by Jade, um, who is to to inquires on whether or not he's playing the game with Rose, um. Again, Jade knows this probably, uh, and is just checking in that uh, just just making small talk. Um, they do some sweeper and hell Jeff references back and forth, which is again really cute. I love it when the characters do that because again, it's like these characters are friends, and this is a a, a thing in their universe that you, you would you would expect they would make references to. Yeah, it's really good. Um. Dave, uh, there, there's like a weird, um, kind of a, a weird thing here again with the bro and Dave thing where I'm never sure how the comic wants us to interpret the antagonist relationship between the Striders because Jade, who normally seems like a, is like generally cast as a pretty sensitive person is kind of blowing off the like hour and a half long Katana duel that Dave and Bro just had as drama. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. Maybe, like I said, um, whenever this stuff comes up in the comic, I'm not sure how seriously we're meant to take it because I don't think we're meant to take it very seriously, uh, in general, because it is played off like this a lot, where it's just kind of like played for laughs. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, but it's it's difficult to figure out how actually to take it because other characters like familiar relationships are a little are, are a little bit more grounded, I would say. Yeah, I, th- I think I've said this before, but I feel like at this point in the comic, it's it's being written so that you're you're supposed to not know how to feel about it. At least that's mm-hmm. how I I'm seeing it. I I could see that, but I could also just see it being like, uh weird webcomic humor. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I will say that the more that we, the more that that comes up, the more I understand, like, sad stuck fan fiction. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Where... go! Let's go! Uh, it, it was, like, a big thing. I guess I'll just elaborate <laughs> briefly for, for maybe our listeners who weren't around back in the golden days, but, like, it used to be a really big thing to, like, write specific angst fic about, like, 
very specific minutiae of things in the characters' lives that can be interpreted as, like, angsty and sad. And one of the, like, the thing to write that about was the Striders. Oh, yeah. Like, um, probably, because, like, because you could interpret this, like, yeah, like, it's a really, it's a really shitty thing for a young kid to be stuck in. Um, you, there, I'm pretty, there was, like, sad stuff about, like, Dave lives in hell every day and none of his friends take him seriously. There was, like, uh, bro just doesn't know how to connect with his little brother and so he just does all this shit that's bad for him, bad for both of them. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, uh, back but... then, um, uh, it, it felt like there was no, like, realistic view on it. Like, you had, like, two extremes. There there were the people who were, like, doing all the sad stuff stuff. And then mm-hmm. there were all the 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 weird chant people who were like fetishizing the the abuse, and it was yeah. it was insanely weird. And we don't talk about those people except right now in this moment. I mean, anybody who like gave a second thought to it, like I don't know, Dave fans. I I respect being a Dave fan because I'm a Dave fan because he's a great character. But like the the amount of like overthought that went into the the Dave and Bro dynamic is insane. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's probably better off just not thinking about it uh, until the comic specifically holds attention to it and is writing it off as being, like, this was maybe not written with the most, like, foresight. Yeah. So let's stop talking about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> before we become insane, sad, stuck people. <laughs> um, it, Dave does refer to, Dave refers to the, the fight as he got served like a dude on Butler Island, which is just a <laughs> fucking... I I have never seen anybody like bring this line up. Um, and I forgot about it, which is a shame because this is, I like, think, one of his... Like, one of the new best Dave lines. Yeah, Dave has so many good lines that like some of the good ones just get lost because there's so many other good ones. The fucking density of fantastic Dave jokes is insane. Hussey can write jokes. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, I think that was everything uh, for this pester log. I, I, and my notes I just have, serve like a dude on Butler Island, and uh, Jade dismissing Strider fight is drama. Uh, tonal weirdness. Um, oh, other, the other thing is that, uh, yeah, right here. Uh, f- f- fucking good coincidence. Uh, the bit.ly link. Um that jade provides to show the meteor it, that file is an mspinadventures.com uh file so there we are there's something that's on the old server nightmare and i i assume it still works just because it's like an external link i yeah um i don't know how the flash i, I guess the flash stuff when you move it to the yeah uh, new server just ca- wouldn't have anywhere to pull that asset from ca- kind of kind of a follow-up as the as to the whole viz situation earlier if if Hussey ever decides to like put down the the the, the MS Paint Adventures domain, like even more stuff's gonna break because because right here you can see that that this file is hosted on Hussey mm-hmm. server. Yeah, I mean, I don't. From what I know, Hussey cares a, is really passionate about Homestuck in general. So yeah, I doubt he would just put it down without making sure that the stuff on it was properly handled. But like, God knows what can happen with a independent creator and a big company like Viz. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, 
It's car cat. It's car cat time. Let's go. <laughs> car, let's go. Let's go. Um, I, I, I would like to thank the comic for just getting out of the way and showing the, the face of the funny little man that we saw at the end of the intermission uh, for car guest dialogue. So we know that, yeah, it's the same thing. Same guy. Yeah, it's him. Um, we don't need any ambiguity. We don't need any more ambiguity on that topic, in my opinion. Yeah, that's good. But anyway, um, as I was reading this pesterlog, uh, I kind of immediately noticed that it was a very close retread of the pesterlog between Rose and Kanaya, a uh, GA. Yeah. Um, a couple of pages ago, uh, at the end of Act Three. Um. The in that uh, Carcat proposes a friendship. Um again says like hey we've been talking forever uh and it'd be easier if we were just friends i didn't have to be antagonistic with you um john is like why the fuck would i trust you um says his suspicion is wearing thin with regards to carcat insisting he's not human um carcat does bring up some new facts though uh which are really essential which is that he says he is also in the medium um, he says he has nothing to do with the game, but he's also in the medium. Yeah. Um, and that he has his own session with his own player group, and that every different player group gets their own blank slate session. Yeah. So Karkat's playing Suburb, uh, with someone else, uh, and they're all desperately trying to contact the kids that we've introduced to thus far via a trolling campaign that has maybe not been thought out very well. Yeah. Especially on um, uh, Carcat's end, because he says that, uh, specifically with John, he's just been working his way backwards, mm-hmm. which is insanely funny. Just the, fucking, just the fucking stupidest approach. Why would you do that? I love Carcat. He's so stupid. <laughs> um, the he, he urges John to uh, tell Jade to answer the trolls. Um, just like they're they're really trying desperately like to get in contact with them. Um, there's two little like two little like uh ways that it's written at the end that I wanted to note. Uh, the first is like Carcat refers to Jade as uh he he says uh tell her to get her gross and totally unattractive human butt off her ugly human high horse and answer my messages, which sounds like. Like playground sarcasm, where yeah. like, it, I don't know. The implication that Carcat would be attracted to Jade is bizarre. I I don't know if I'm reading too far into this, but that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna refrain from making any comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna move past that. Uh, not quite. Okay. Well, the other comment I had is maybe just as bad, which is that I wrote down that John is being sun is being Sundere at the end. No. No! <laughs> no! Don't say that! Um, I mangled the pronunciation of that word, but it's not a word that deserves to be pronounced correctly, so whatever. Uh, but, <laughs> no! Him saying, uh, him being like, I'll talk to you in the future, I guess, and then just on new lining and saying jerk face is like, I immediately, like, I understood why, like, John Cat was, like, so popular oh, so early on. He, <sighs> he's being Sundar! That's what he's doing. We can't, we, we can't talk about John Cat. Not, not yet. Not here, not now. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, they're like both being Sundare here. It's weird. It, it is weird. <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> do you have any do you have any thoughts on this um in general the whole thing um carcat good uh carcat funny uh agree carcat uh, there those are my thoughts can't wait to read more of him the more gray words on screen the better exactly um let's see uh so after this conversation, uh, John resumes his hike to his hike through the land of wind and shade to go and find his car. Um, at this point, we go back to the exiles again. Um, they're all friends. This is a reading. Yeah, I was gonna. This is like a reading that again, it's hopping around a lot, but I feel like it's maybe getting a little bit uh better at it. Yeah. Uh, because it was less jarring this time. Um, but yeah, we go back, we see the exiles, uh, they're all friends. Um, they're experiencing a human emotion called friendship. Um. I, I, uh, I like the detail of the gravy on PM's sword. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, they're all, they're, they're all friends now. Thank, thank goodness. Good for them. Um, we do a perspective switch to... J- to uh jade servering for dave in his uh pre-entry little uh routine um perhaps a reason why this uh the the transitions feel less abrupt is that there's like transitional pages like this at 1397 where like you get an establishing shot before it just dips right into a detail that's not where we just were yeah uh, and the, I think the prompts are more consistent too. So like before you click to the next page, you have an idea of where you're going to be ending up suddenly. Yeah. But yeah, Tussie's getting better at telling this story in this way, which is good to see. Um, let's see. Uh, Jade is sending out the suburb items for Dave. Um, we see Dave on his computer. Uh, he gets contacted by Rose following up the pestering that he was giving her earlier. Um, (laughs) she tells him to hold, uh, he's like, no, come back, hang on. Jade is kind of fucking up his room, uh, she asks, she says the birds are in the way, um, and asks what they're doing in his apartment, and this is another, uh, Fantastic Dave line, this reading, where, uh, he says, I always keep birds in here, it's sort of my thing. I found that ludicrously funny for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it, it's really good. <laughs> um, I think that we might have fallen off the wagon a bit on the slur watch, but there, for what's worth, there's another R word here. Uh, <laughs> um, nervous laughter. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> uh, Rose again. Pester's Dave. Um. She she makes a, a comment here on how Jade so efficiently got into the swing of the game without having to take, like, a fucking hour to get everything in order, and then admonishes the, the boys for their ineptitude. Um, Women. And then... <laughs> not yet. Um, and then uh, the... I was gonna say, um, <laughs> when Jade lifts up the bed, 
uh, and throws out the window. Um, Rose just says this, just describes that as karma, which is really funny. Um, let's see. Dave questions why Rose was talking to the trolls because she said that that was what she was doing at the time. Um, and is kind of pissed off that she is opting to do that instead of help him when, like, the imminent threat of death is there. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is honestly pretty fair, I think. I think Dave has a right to be mad. Um, and then, uh, Dave uh makes a point to say that he should check up on John um which is pre- which is a a pretty funny way to be passive aggressive against J- uh Rose for not talking to him. Yeah. But also he said also the way he says it is I should probably text him soon new line see what's up new line because new line I love him. Uh which is pre- which is also great. Uh, also on this page, we we get confirmation about about kind of, just like Spurb stuff. Uh, Rose can no longer see John. Uh, the camera is now mm-hmm. locked to the house. So, just a little elaboration on Spurb there. Rose Rose can no longer drop shit on enemies to kill them for free. John's on his own. Let's see. Uh, turn him a page in my notebook. Um, Jay continues to reorganize the the Strider apartment. Uh, her renovating the living room made me suddenly wonder where Bro has gone off to. Because last time we saw him, he uh kind of dipped on that fancy rocket board. Uh, after kicking Dave's ass and giving him the beta, the suburb discs. Um. She makes a point of not messing with the puppets because bro makes her nervous, which is honestly fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that I think it's kind of, I don't like. Okay, I'm gonna do it again. Uh, Jade being nervous enough to like not mess with bro's stuff when she is thousands of miles away from wherever they are is like. Uh, is, is like the the story telling me that I should be made I should also be made uncomfortable by bro. So I don't know how I don't know how the fuck to feel. Again, yeah, dude's got a hoverboard. I to add, like I want to. I, he has a hoverboard, but also like it's being taken really seriously here where he's creepy. I want to talk to Hussey about this. <laughs> so fucked up. Um, <laughs> the, Jade does maybe the worst thing ever, which is uh she decides to tidy up the Strider apartment uh, with a wet towel, and the way she decides to do that is to dip it in the toilet? I, <laughs> yeah, um, the, the implications of that being Jade's instinct of how to clean up, I, I, got, I got a lot of questions about what's going on on the island. <laughs> this is the worst thing in the comic yet. This is the absolute worst thing to occur in the Strider household. Um, this leads comically to another toilet destruction. Uh, Act One, para- cinematic parallels occurring. Um, and then we get a, a, a another a little intermediary flash page uh, where we see Rose in her uh, on her own unique planet. Um, Rose's planet is called the Land of Light and Rain. Uh, it's kind of visually the exact opposite of 
the of John's planet. Yeah. Um. I I I would like to note that in his uh, annotations, Hussey describes this animation as scenery porn, which is pretty accurate. Uh, it gives a really like quick pan over the like the ocean with all the clouds and rain and all the the colors, and it's pretty pretty good looking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't really do much besides just kind of establish the setting. I don't think. Um. But yeah, we we see that Rose has entered and she's on her own planet that is definitively not John's planet. I do like that uh, it looks so visually distinct just to make it clear that they're not in the same place. Yeah, uh, there's also a, oh. uh, like a complete difference into like how their houses spawned in. Like yeah, like John's on that giant pillar in the sky, and Rose is just at sea level, just on an island. Mm-hmm. But both, like, kind of... Both are kind of, like, distinct ways of, I guess, video game gating progress, because John obviously can't safely go up and down from his house. Yeah. And Rose is kind of in the middle of an ocean. Which, I don't know, I think it's a pretty neat thing. Themes of isolation. Think, yeah. Hussey... If Hussey got into designing video games, I feel like he could be a really valuable asset to a team. Get Hussey on Bloodborne 2. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with all the Bloodborne Homestuck parallels. Um, <laughs> aliens. Uh, worms. I don't know. <laughs> once you've beaten the game, uh, we'll go... Once you've beaten the game, we'll go... I'll come up with stuff and we can go over it. Okay. Um... We go to, uh, after seeing, uh, the Rose Flash, um, we go again back to the Exiles, um, AR drinking, drinking some, drinking a nice drink of Tab, um, AR, uh, decides to go and grab some of the old stuff from the ruins, which is Jade's belongings, um, WV seizes the opportunity to, uh, try to impress PM by showing her the uh, the computer in his facility. Uh, we get a brief look at the third room that got exploded open by the earlier conflict, which has a panel that has like a dial where there's a display where the dial can be turned between two different spirographs and there's a frog in the middle. Yes. And then there's a, just a button. Yes. There's just a button the, with a spirograph on it. The infamous frog switch. We, we, the infamous frog I, switch. I will, I, will, I will give a good like 10 minute rant about my thoughts on the frog switch once it becomes relevant. Um, okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this frog switch, but it's, it's not important right now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the station is like very low on power, so we're not going to be able to figure out what it does yet, which is tragic. Um, but then, uh, WV does take PM, shows her the computer. WV can still have a perspective on John, um, whereas Rose can't. So, WV sees John running around in the, on the planet, invites PM to say hello on the keyboard. PM is not super impressed by this, and is instead impressed by the, the, the chalk drawings of the planets. Um... Once again, I was I would like to give props to Hussey here because this is a kind of a really awesome little way to remind like now that we've seen two of the planets, we we're 
re we're reminded of this panel. Yeah. And we can we have a pretty close match for two of them, and we have a good idea of like what these are supposed to be now. Yeah, and uh, you can you can kind of take an educated guess on like what the other kids' planets are going to look like because uh, the fact that one of them has a volcano on it is really on the nose. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just immediately jump to conclusions. Yeah, there and the kind of. I guess there's anything yet to associate Dave with, like, the the gear look, but, like, the it looks vaguely similar to the record on his shirt, where yeah. it's got, like, the black disc with the red circle in the middle. Yeah. Like, you can make an educated guess what these are associated with now, and I think it's a pretty neat way to just kind of sneak this in and there to remind you of things. I had this kind of idea in my head uh, for a long time that Homestuck was impossible to keep track of um and that you had to like go back and cross-reference old panels constantly um to keep up with whatever new things are being introduced mean uh but husty is consistently proving me wrong here with the the callbacks to remind to like give context for things which is is nice yeah um i'm sorry i doubted you andrew i mean there 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 are some things in the future that uh if you want to keep up with them, it's like some, like, kind of like, I'd say, like, Easter egg level things of, like, relevance. But, like, mm-hmm. all of the important, quote-unquote, complicated things, they tend to be laid out pretty pretty plain. And if if they do warrant an explanation, they're re-explained to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people get the idea that, like, Homestuck is needlessly complicated and doesn't explain itself, but I don't know where I don't know where that comes from. Like a lot of people like hold that belief. Uh maybe the maybe the number of people who just started at Act Five, they skipped the yeah, skip to the trolls. That that's probably it. That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it a bad rap. Um I, I just realized that we're like 50 minutes into recording and we still have like 70 odd pages to go. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, we, I, I remember when I was taking the notes for this episode, like the first 50 pages were like super dense in terms of me having to write shit down. Then it kind of smooths out. Yeah. Like, yeah regardless. Um, WV gifts the chalk to PM, uh, which, which is cute. Um, this is, I think, the first panel where we see, like, Serenity type in Morse code. Yeah. That uh, isn't just shown to us. She's just saying yay. Yeah. Um, it's really but, cute. <laughs> but, hey, uh, you're going to have to fucking deal with Morse code, transcribing Morse code. <laughs> Great. What was I just saying about Homestuck being easy to understand? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> WV is distracted by some scent, uh, which gives PM the chance to interact with the terminal. Uh, and at this point, we see that PM was the one who was communicating with John during the Explorer Flash, which I guess we should have brought up earlier that the whoever was talking to John during the Explorer Flash is definitely a little bit more uh, polite yeah. and well spoken than WV. Yeah, and then we get like we get like a good fifteen pages that are basically like recap. Of the, mm-hmm. of the walk-around. Which is definitely really weird, given that the walk-around is now its own recap, basically, in pages. Yeah. 
uh, more things that could be smoothed out on the on the website. Not to again rant about Visby, but like you would think that like they could at least get a team of people to to to, to administrate the MSPA, the the Homestuck.com website, who like cared about it. Like I don't know, I, whatever whatever microscopic amount of clout we have. Like if you're into like web development or something, and like you care about this, like this will probably be not a bad job to investigate. Yeah. To curate this to curate Homestuck. Message Viz Media now because. They obviously don't have anybody on the on the job. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, John, you don't have a job. Hmm. You're you're you have yet to, you're, <laughs> hang you're, on a you're second. To graduate from college. <laughs> Not to call you out, but you have yet to graduate from college, correct? Like, uh, yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> I have a year left. Maybe I can I can go I can go straight into homestuck curation. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think they have anybody on it. Uh, they would, uh, there's there's definitely room there. Um, now that I've now that I've brought up the subject of unemployment, let's move <laughs> on. Um, a- after we get done with the kind of recap of a recap of the Flash, uh, we do get some more Rose pages, which are very neat. Um. Rose's at her house on the island with all of the snow question mark white sand, which is what it actually is. Yeah. Um, and she's getting t- spoken to by an exiled question mark, but probably not any of the ones that we've seen. Um, she's getting terminaled too. Uh, but the text is all like fancy and cursive. Um. And seems to have a much higher level of knowing what's going on than the previous exiles have. Yeah. Uh, the the text refers to Rose as Seer first off, which is one of the. Uh, we at this point we've had the context of Nana Sprite's book refers to the the what the Seer, the Witch, the Knight, and the Air, and we know that John is the Air. Yeah. So we, it's a, it's. Whoever is talking to Rose knows more about that than we do. Um, to refer to Rose as the seer. Um, and also already knows that her name is Rose, which is I don't think that WV WV did not know John's name at the start. Um, the the text encourages Rose to explore. Um, says you have so much to discover. Uh, and Rose looks pretty pleased about this. I'm a big fan of the face she's making on 1433. Yeah, it's really good pretty good page um kind of just cool to see rose like enthused in uh the 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 thrill of a new world i don't know it's it's a little neat um we go back to john we go back to john um the 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 number of panels where it's like illustrated and not just sprite based is one of the defining things about act four to me and like some of the stylized stuff, like the the next page, fourteen thirty four, is just really works yeah, really, really well. Yeah, I I I this is like one of my favorite John images. It's it's pretty dope. It's great. Um, I, John continues to press. Uh, yep. I I do have one gripe. I don't understand why the command is John go over the river and through the woods because he he's not going to Grandma's house. What's the uh, that that's the rhyme over over the over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house we go. Uh. <laughs> but, but why? Hussy, explain. Explain to me. I don't know. 
It's it's funny. It's not funny. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> John immediately runs into a, a a cadre of very large and intimidating monsters, which is completely offset by one of them being called the Copper Guyclops. And all I can think of is like, what if instead of a Cyclops, it was a Guyclops, and it was just for the boys? <laughs> Um, but yeah, a pretty intimidating scene we have here. Too bad that we're going to have to see, uh, Jade drop a toilet into Dave's room immediately afterwards. Um, which is exactly what she does. Uh, it smashes through the, the, the roof and breaks open the, the crux shooter, fortunately. Um, narrowly avoids killing Dave. <laughs> Uh, Dave describes this the worst the worst shitting thing he's ever seen. Um, and then is furious that the piss he took earlier, uh, the the juice uh he drank earlier is now haunting him in the form of Frankenstein's incontinent fucking ghost. Um, Dave is frustrated, obviously. Uh, in his conversation with Jade, he starts to realize that Jade is asleep because she suddenly doesn't have any idea what's going on. Um, and then D Dave suddenly has this ingenious idea to piss in the empty juice bottle, send the code to John, and then force John to drink piss on accident. Um, uh, which is kind of weird, champ. Uh... <laughs> This whole this whole mini arc of Dave and peeing, I I I got weird vibes from it. I I don't think we should comment on it. I I, I really just want to move past it. I don't I, I I forgot about it and I would like to keep forgetting about it. Um. But then he that that all sounds like a waste of time, so he decides to go in the shower. Uh, kicks the puppet out of the shower. Um. In the midst of this, uh, Jade has Jade in her dreaming state has taken pity on the crow that was killed her with the sword, and elects to revive it by putting it into the Colonel Sprite. Um. So now Dave's sprite is a katana crow sprite. Um. Dave. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Dave, is, in his frustration with dreaming Jade, uh, he kind of tricks her into slapping herself awake with her dream bot, which is pretty clever. Um, I, I think it's interesting that Dave knows about, like, the robot, or at least he kind of understands the mechanics of Jade dreaming enough to, to manipulate her into doing this. Yeah. Because I don't know, uh, I don't, I don't know why that would, uh. Like, I don't know why he would know that. Um, let's see. We have another XL scene. Uh, they're, they're, they're camping out. Um, gotta turn my page here. Uh, AR uh, has hatched a plan. I, well, one, I like the, uh, I like the image here of AR just chomping down on all the meats and WV is only eating the veggies. Yeah. Uh, it, visual characterization it's good um ar hatches a plan to impress pm with the the tangle buddies 
when I first saw this page, 1451, where, like, he's, like, hunched down, like, whispering to WV, and, like, it's just showing the Tangle Buddies, like, I was like, this is a, this is a really suggestive, like, sexual conversation he's having. Yeah, I, I specifically wrote in my notes, AR NO in all caps. <laughs> he's trying to fuck. I don't like it. He's trying to tangle. Also, something about this page that I want to point out, the stupid little fruits are back. They they managed to yes. survive. Yes, I I didn't notice that until a couple pages later. But yeah, the fruits have survived hundreds of years and are back to torment us with their irrelevance. I I I think it's really funny that like they weren't in like a time capsule or anything. They were just locked in the fridge for 413 years and they're just they're just fine. They're back. I I am also doubly pissed off now because there's still no notes in the Hussey annotations about the fruit. They're just <laughs> there. It's maddening. We will never know. Um, we will never know the fucking fruit. I'm I am gonna ex- just call that we're gonna see these fuckers like right up through Act Six. Like they're gonna just be. They're never gonna go away. They're gonna just keep making me angry. Um. Thankfully, the next page, uh, we see that AR was just literally going to impress PM with the Tangle Buddies, which immediately made me feel, like, both really stupid and, like, really guilty that, like, I thought, like, my first thought was, like, AR is trying to fuck. <laughs> I feel bad now, but, like, that, I feel like it doesn't take much to see this page and be, and be like, oh, oh no. Yeah, it, it does seem really vulgar. The Tangle Buddies <laughs> in general just seem very inappropriate they're very disquieting <laughs> the, the <laughs> um pm does take one of the tangle buddies uh from ar which greatly upsets wv um and earns him the sympathy of serenity um i'm i'm starting to get invested in this little like soap opera that's happening with the exiles yeah here. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember them having this much characterization, truthfully, uh, but again, pleasantly surprised. PM, this dredges up some memory for PM, uh, where we see so many years ago, entrenched in the temporally oblique, another page where I had to look, where I looked up the word just to be sure, uh, oblique, which is the same, roughly the same meaning as, as means like in math. Uh, adjacent fields is like neither adja- neither parallel nor perpendicular, um, which is I don't know, c- kind of a strange way to describe uh temporal relations. He just likes using words. He really does. Um, and I'm not sure whether I should take this. I'm not sure whether I should take that word choice seriously as being like uh maybe it doesn't literally exactly follow whatever this was or like. There's not, like, a literal timeline from this point to where we are now, but, like, it would make sense if there was, because it's a memory. Yeah. Frustrating word choices. Uh, so we see a, um... We we see, uh, we get a flashback to what is obviously the Land of Wind and Shade. Um, where AR, question mark, a... What's, what do they call him here? And the the authority regulator cop um cop uh finds the crashed car uh presumably uh definitely the Egbert car 
after having fallen from the house. Um, and puts some caution tape around it, uh, and takes the pack, the green package and the Super Observer disc. Um, gives it a parking citation, which is really funny. Um, I love AR being a traffic cop. Yeah. Uh, the, the implication that, like, parking citations exist in this scenario is also pretty great. Yeah. I, I I never really put any thought into it, but I Who's who's driving? Who's who's driving in, in the medium? <laughs> uh I don't know. Uh they gotta they gotta drive to get to the Prospect McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um But in the midst of this, uh we see a parcel mistress uh who is definitely looks like PM. Uh, come across AR uh, in the midst of this uh, and notes that he is a dangerous agent from the enemy kingdom. Um, so, like, just to... This is... AR is one of the aforementioned agents in the Explore Flash uh, and PM is a resident of the of Prospect, uh, the other kingdom, which is obvious, but like, I might as well just say it. Yeah. Um... We see that uh, PM has a, the note from, obviously written by Jade, which says, please deliver this, uh, and it's the green package. Um, and PM notes that she needs to get the green package from AR at this point. Uh, we cut back to John in the present, um, really failing to put a dent in the high-level monsters that are terrorizing the the, cell, the consorts. Um He's getting his ass kicked when suddenly Grandpa Harley question mark uh exclamation point kills them and kind of mysteriously disappears into the forest. He's carrying the Colonel Sassiger book too. Um what the fuck? Much to think about. This is this is such an insane like random little thing to happen. Uh, and I had fucking completely forgotten about it, and I'm so confused. <laughs> um, let's. <laughs> it goes back to uh, well, John. Yeah, John knows that he's definitely holding uh, the his copy of Colonel Sassikers. We again go back to the Exiles um, in the normal exile timeline that we're used to, uh, where they're sharing a meaningful gaze up at the stars. Um, and PM suddenly remembers that, uh, she has to deliver, she has to deliver a message to John. Um, scuttles off to the facility, and, uh, AR and WB share a meaningful look and just say, it just says women. Women. It's really funny. Um, this is a dude's rock panel. <laughs> I also want to just note that I love like the cartoony stuff, like the crayon style the Exile panels get sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. It's 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 it looks nice. Um, I, don't know. I love the boys. Air WV best characters. True. We continue to flash back to PM's memory. Um, where we see uh, her spontaneously receiving a carved tablet uh, 
out of one of the parcel pipes. I'm just going to call them pipes because I can't pronounce whatever the other word was. Um, PM uses the, the, the carved mini tablet, which has a carving of what is clearly supposed to be the a suburb beta disc uh, from John. Um, she uses that to legally acquire the the suburb disc from AR because the the mini tablets are legally binding, I suppose. Um, I would like to just comment again that AR is like being dangerously horny in in the presence of PM. It sucks. <laughs> I think it's really funny. It's funny, but it sucks. <laughs> I I appreciate that there is space for horny jokes in this comic right now with the characters who aren't like children. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he starts doffing his hat so hard that he's at risk of causing a fire. Uh, and the the comment on the panel uh, links Barbasol as a flame suppressant, which is I I think that they did this like in Act One. Um, again. Barbasol is aerosol. It is absolutely not a... It, it is extremely flammable. <laughs> Please do not try to put out a fire with Barbasol. <laughs> Please do not do that. Um, PM does successfully acquire the Suburb Beta uh, because I guess even the the Dursite agents are subject to the law of the land. Or maybe AR is just such a cop that he loves to follow this random law from the Land of Wind and Shade. <laughs> Either way, PM successfully manages to send the suburb beta off to, uh, presumably to John. Um. However, the, the, the package, uh, uh, AR takes with him, and... The package still eludes our heroes. We will never know what is in that box. The package continues to elude our heroes and us, the readers. Um. I, it's also like suddenly I'm like whoa wait this is the same time as what's happening with John that's crazy uh, or roughly the same time uh, we see John um, shocked at the <laughs> the the departure of what are you laughing at uh just a just a page we're coming up on uh oh. <laughs> anyway what I was saying about Barbasol not being a flame suppressant yeah that's what I was laughing at <laughs> that um. <laughs> do not, do not don't put air, anything in an aerosol can near an open flame. I don't know if Barbasol, like in its inert state, is flammable. Uh, but if it's in like a, anything with compressed air, should not be exposed to open flame. Yeah. This is your fire safety PSA from uh a Homestuck podcast. Uh, conveniently, a big gust of wind comes and puts out all the fire. Um, which again is, I don't think that that's how that works. Um, but whatever, it's magic. Um, which I found interesting because I think that, uh, the Explorer Flash, the denizens, like, or the, the, uh, the consorts make some comment on, like, the breeze being gone because of the curse of the, the slumbering one. Yeah. Uh, so there's some kind of breeze here. Who knows? Um, let's see. John is praised by the by the salamanders, um, and is promptly bugged by PM to carve that tablet that uh we just saw PM receive in the past, present, the past, present. 
Um, let's see. Uh, and where we're gonna our, our next or not not quite the last thing we're gonna see. Um, the second to last scene switch we're gonna see in this reading. Uh, we go back to Rose again on her planet in her house, being spoken to by this mysterious cursive voice. Um, the voice instructs her to go and find uh, Jasper Sprite, uh, who is nowhere to be found. Um, uh, someone else. So something interesting that that I wanted to point out with the these few pages, uh, the the commands match the the words that are like in the actual panel for all of them mm-hmm. except for one on 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 fourteen ninety two the 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 name the 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 name of the page and the words in the panel do not match and it is it is the only one in in with well so far it's the only mm-hmm. one that that is not a match and yeah I don't know why it it kind of bothers me hussy narrative hussy you're coherent you're, uh, uh brevity i guess although i don't know if brevity is what i would generally associate with homestuck but yeah the yeah the panel says was it you wish to speak with him did you not yeah uh where yeah where's the title says your deceased pet um rose is being bugged at this point by dave uh but she can't see it because she keeps her lap because she's her laptop is like buried in her Sildex under three inches of yarn. Um, we we see that Muti is here. I don't know if I, I didn't notice Muti in any of, the, any of the previous panels, but Muti is here. Thankfully, um, our favorite character has survived. Um, Rose notices that there are footprints in the sand uh, and chooses to follow them, based on the suggestion of whoever is talking to her. Uh, the f- footprints lead back to the what used to be the mausoleum for Jasper's, uh, of which the secret entrance still remains. She descends. Uh, we get a seizure version of the cool tunnels panel from earlier, and Rose happens upon a wharf with a unfinished martini, a and a and a and a, and a rope. Uh, seems to suggest that somebody has recently untied a boat. Um, the voice says, a mother will do whatever is best for her children, and Rose kind of longingly looks away into the distance. Much to think about. Yeah. Um, I think this is, like, a kind of interesting little, like, line dropped here. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say about it besides that the the line of mother will do whatever is best for her children is a little strange um given the tension that we've seen between rose and mom yeah. at this point uh but it's it kind of adds well into the mystery of mom where we got some mom mystery with the lab underneath the with the lab that we got into via the the jaster's mausoleum secret path um and yeah, and and now we know that mom is mom may also made it into the medium and is God knows where. Not unlike uh what happened what happened to dad. Yeah. There's also like no hint of enemy presence. I just realized in the Lalonde 
household at this point. Yeah. Rose's planet seems relatively peaceful compared to John's, which will probably change in the near future, but it's... I, I like the kind of air of... I, I like the atmosphere that it, it gives it this first bit where there's no enemies and just kind of let it lets Rose breathe a little bit. Uh, that's kind of that. Yeah, man, I think it's pretty neat. It's it's a it's a good thing that Rose doesn't have epilepsy. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, not not the worst defender we've seen in the comic thus far, but it's pretty bright and it does strobe pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that we see in the reading, uh, we go back to the Exiles one more time. Uh, WV has made a bigger and more glorious town with all the cans, some of the ammunition, uh, the the mailboxes, uh, the, the the tangle buddies, and the fruit. Um, his aim with this is to impress PM. AR thinks it's dumb, but. Uh, he thinks it's dumb because it doesn't have a, a military, and so he has made a military out of all of his ammo casings that he has collected. Which is, again, the exile. The exile drama is pretty pretty enjoyable. Yeah. WV again meaningfully looks up into the sky, and a giant fucking egg appears. A, a facility in the shape of an egg appears. And crashed into the ground, and that's the last panel that we read this week. Man. Egg. Egg. <laughs> the <laughs> This is a, the, the just the exclamation egg. Just egg. Egg. Single exclamation point. This was my entire sense of humor when I was like thirteen and fourteen. Yeah. What it's fucked up. What was okay. Was there like a like a widespread obsession with the word egg when we were that age. Cause I, re- I remember like egg funny call people egg. Maybe not widespread, but like in the Tumblr sphere, it was the funniest goddamn thing okay. in the world. Um, I'm remembering like it was a big joke on Tumblr. I'm also remembering like the, there was the era of weird game, like weird unity games that were given to Vinnie Vine sauce. Uh, video game streamer extraordinaire uh, that were descri- that often featured eggs as a source of instant humor that were s- they were so prominent that that kind of genre of weird funny unity game was referred to as egg likes for a while. Huh. So it was definitely a pretty big source of humor. I don't know if this is the origin of that. I kind of doubt it is, but it's possible, which is horrific. Egg. Um. Yeah, uh, that 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 was it for the week. Um, what a what a nice little reading. What a what a good little introduction. Act four, we're in it. Love it. My my speculation on the egg thing is uh, the, the there's what is it? Um, WV came from Rose's entry object. Uh, John uh, PM came from or is associated with John's entry object. AR. It's kind of got the whole jade location thing going on. Uh, so I'm going to guess that the, the egg is, is has to do with Dave's uh, entry object. And this has nothing to do with the prompt for the next page being uh, giving Dave a punch card of an egg-looking thing. But yeah, that's my, that's my guess. Interesting guess. <laughs> 
Um, what makes you think? Yeah. Any? Do you have any comments on uh the reading today? Uh. Uh. Now that now that we've run through the whole thing. I'm excited to get deeper into Act Four because, like, it's good so far, but like, nothing substantial is happening yet. Mm, I mean, I mean, there are the... there are obviously like gears turning and. I would say that Grandpa Harley showing up when, as far as we know, he is completely dead and also does not even know about John is pretty significant. Okay, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty pretty vague. big. What's going on <laughs> the, there? The, you're right. You're right. Excuse me. I, I retract my statement. What, what what's Grandpa doing? What, what's he doing there? Um. But on the other hand, like, like I think that the most that really happened in this reading was kind of set building. Yeah. Like, world building. Uh, with obviously all the planet stuff, um, and we get we get some more context on the exiles, and like it's pretty clear at this point that the exiles are former members of the suburb machine. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of neat. Got more trolls. Uh. Yeah. Well, car cat. A little bit more. We got some more car cat. Uh, I hope we get even more. Maybe maybe some more face reveals. Who knows. I, I'm also I'm also hoping for more. Uh, I, I this is the point where like I remember the trolls having dialogue, and like I'm comfortable with them existing now. Yeah. And so I'm just uh, kind of I'm not like as clamoring for troll dialogue as I was like in Act Three when they were first introduced, but like I am looking forward to them being a bigger part of the story that doesn't have to be teased every time. Yeah. I want to. I want to know what uh uh the 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 character named uh, Ragnar's grip had to say to Jade. I want to. I want to know what that character had to say. Um, we never know. Hope hope we hear more from that character. Hope we hear words from that character at some point soon. Um. <laughs> so yeah, Act Four. Yeah, I thought. That, yeah, I thought this one went pretty well. Um, how long did we run today? Uh, we're like coming up an hour and a half. Okay, so. All right, I was right. This is a bit of a beefier one, but I think it was a good, I think it was a good one to go beefy on. Yeah. Um, I my, my one note on like the meta element of us doing this is like the word count is getting a lot higher. Yeah. Um, I, there were a lot of pester logs in here that we kind of skimmed over. Where I remember when we did Act One, we went over every pester log with like a pretty close eye and like talked about like the way the characters were talking to each other and stuff yeah and we're at the point now where like we can't afford to do that without taking another hour per episode yeah the which is i don't know unfortunate yeah there's there's going to be uh an increasing trend of us uh just just kind of like taking the key points from like huge chunks of words Mm -hmm. because uh it, it does continue to get bigger yeah, and this is just kind of a, a mental note to myself to not slack on reading the pester logs and to still note any uh, the way that characters are talking to each other in general. Because uh, given that we had like two or three moments today where it was like, oh, Carcat is being Sundare, or like uh, Dave sarcastically said that he loves John. It's like we're getting into the territory where... Uh, we're really going to start seeing the fandom shipping fuel yeah. uh, pop up now and then. And 
we can't miss that, dear listeners. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's kind of my note. That's kind of my note to myself, to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look forward to um, the future Dave Cat versus John Cat versus John Dave episode, <laughs> where where we discuss which is better and which should be canon. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Whatever. Uh, I can't personally like. In terms of all of those, the ones that I am looking forward to getting to the most are the ones that I have never understood at all. I cannot wait to just pick apart every piece of dialogue shared by Gamzee and Tavros and just be like, what did anyone see in these characters? <laughs> um, oh, or uh, Vriska and Tavros. That is one that I'm Oh my god, no. I'm very we, looking forward no. to. We, no. I've never, I am not an advocate of any pairing that involves Tavros. I think that Tavros should not exist. I Maybe that's a little bit harsh, but you, what has he done with his life? Come on. Um, that is cl- Tavros, that is clearly a guy who does not have his shit together. <laughs> uh, but, like, I cannot wait to analyze every every piece of dialogue involving characters like Tavros and just being like, why did anybody ever care about this? Yeah. Uh, why do people still continue to care about this? Why? The... I was going to say the cruel fate of this, like... Fate's cruel twist on this is that, I, like, after saying this, I'm going to become, like, a big Tavros fan. Nightmare. But I just remember that we, we've already had Tavros dialogue, and I fucking hated it. Um, so... You'll, you'll come around. Act <laughs> 6, Tavros hit different. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that that probably just about does it for today. Yeah, uh, I think we're done. I, I felt pretty good about today. Uh, I, I, I had some energy, despite probably being about 105 degrees in my closet um because my house is not being air conditioned right now and it's like 80 degrees out 85 degrees out this week nightmare uh but yeah i'm high energy i'm back in it uh we're we're we're, we're back at high energy hp let's go um, shall we take it to the close uh well first of all gotta gotta say what what we're reading next week um, oh my god! I almost completely really fucking forgot. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna read to page one thousand six hundred and forty-four. Sixteen forty-four. Okay, so another nice, close to one hundred and fifty pages. Yeah, but here. but but this one doesn't have a flash. I well, well, not a walk around, not a walk around. Uh, yeah. and also we probably won't talk about the Viz stuff. So yeah, yeah. So look I mean, forward we to might. that. We don't. We don't know what's going to happen within the next week. <laughs> Viz might do something really stupid in the next week, and... <laughs> Hussey might just delete the serve the MSPA server. <laughs> we'll see. Hussey, Andrew, Andrew, don't do it. Please, Andrew, please. please. <laughs> At least wait until we finish your comic. We need... We, we just need to... F- let AHP finish, and then you can do whatever you want. Are you still there? <laughs> That, that was the most awkward silence that's ever happened. Alex, that keep that worst. in. Keep that in, Alex. That was anyway. that was really funny. <laughs> Maybe you can fade in the outro music while that happens. Anyway, um, I'm Aiden. I'm John. You've been listening to a Homestead podcast. I would like to shout out anybody who's listening. Uh, shout out to our beautiful listeners. Uh, truly appreciate that you're keeping up with what we're doing. I'd like to shout out our beautiful wonderful editor alex uh who keeps the show running behind the scenes um and yeah i think that's it for today uh see you guys later